Awesome. Well, thank you, uh, Elizabeth, for leading us this morning. And good morning once again. If I happened to miss you earlier, my name is Wayne, the pastor here at DCC. And this month we've been engaging in a New Year's conversation called Rhythms. And as you, inst- you start this year and, and think about maybe new habits and new things that you want to do, um, these are things that I think are so important that um, I want to remind us of, and it's good for me to go through these things as well, and and to, you know, as I, the funny thing for me as a pastor, it's like, I'll be teaching on something, and I'll be like, I'm not doing this, <laughs> and so I'm with you on this as well. I need to be reminded just as much as anyone else, and so the goal in this series is to begin to establish four different rhythms, and if you got to start with just one, that's Great, that's great. And so we can put these up. Our goal is to establish a three-hour break each week uh, where you have no work or technology. Uh, We want you to read Scripture, engage in Scripture. And uh, we talked about that in week one. Last week, we talked about engaging in prayer and then living lives that impact others, uh, beginning to live outwardly. I believe these are ways that God has made you to live and to engage your life. And it will bring life to you. And it's a way that we can experience uh, living out the words that we even sing on Sundays each week. And so today uh, is really, uh, it's week three, and today is kind of like a foundation. It's funny because on here it's the first one. Um, But it's establishing that three-hour break. And so it's really about rest, about rest. Now, rest is something that we, we want, we long for. And not just sleep, <laughs> but when you think about rest, being at ease, um, there's many ways we can talk about it. When Jesus talked about rest, he was talking about you being at peace in your soul, like just like who you are, um, you're okay. And what's fascinating is Jesus didn't promise to take trouble away, that if we believe in him, that the world's going to be fine. In fact, he even said, you're going to have trouble, but take heart because I've overcome the world. And Jesus was always engaging our hearts and leading us towards what's really going to bring us peace and rest. And the more that we believe this and understand this is that we're learning to find our hope and strength in him no matter our circumstances. And this is a, that's a journey. That is a journey. Even after believing in Christ and taking those steps towards him, my heart is always full of things that I think will make me okay, and, when, and I've discovered that they just make me anxious, and I'm learning to put to death those things and put on the life that I can find in Christ. So we're learning to seek Him, and that's why these rhythms are so important. It's not about doing a ritual or a habit that's going to make you okay. No, Jesus came to make us okay, and that's why you should consider pursuing Him, because He fulfilled everything in Himself And so then it's about discovering this beauty and engaging in this relationship that God has made you for. That's why we read Scripture. We're not repeating things over and over again, hoping we're okay. No, we're reading it because it's God's Word to us, bringing us life. When we engage in prayer, we talked about this last week. It's about engaging in this relationship and coming before Him. And then rest is really the same thing. It's stopping and acknowledging who God is. And it's really an act of faith. And so I want to engage this because this is so important for us. And it's, I would say it's harder in the city. It's harder in the city because we have such an intense pace of life. Just 
naturally, even if you've got like a great cushy job with the great boundaries, some of you are like, I didn't know that existed. <laughs> even then, like the natural rhythms of the city just kind of pull you in. And, and so, uh, so I want to engage this with you today. And, and rest is not easy. Like even when you go on vacation, I, I, some of you may remember, I've shared this story before where I've, I remember going on vacation uh, and, and, you know, preparing for it. There's sometimes to go on vacation, especially I've got a family, I've got three kids, and so there's a lot of things to think about and to prepare and plan, and sometimes, like, I'll, I'll have a vacation where I'll, I'll engage on Sundays, and then we'll leave, like, on Sunday afternoon, try to get ahead of traffic or something like that, and so this is one of those times where, like, around three, four o'clock, we took off and we just drove halfway to wherever we were going. I don't even remember where this was. We got to the hotel, and, like, I had worked really hard to make sure when I was done and when I'm off that I was really off. And so once I left, like, I had things in place, and I could just let it go. You know how hard it is to do that? You know, you, sometimes it's like a, a second job to prepare yourself to leave your job, you know, for a week or whatever it is. And so I was in those, that place, but I had worked hard so I could be like, yeah, I'm really off. And so then I should just be good. And I remember we got to the hotel that night, and the kids were pretty young then. And a commercial, this is totally random, I just saw a commercial yesterday on TV. It talked about how when you go to the hotel, those Airbnbs, like, you go to bed when your kids go to bed. And that's 100% true. <laughs> and so I'm laying there. And I should be, like, excited and just be ready to just fall asleep. But I remember laying there in the hotel bed, I became overwhelmed with anxiety. And I was so confused. What, why, why in the world? Like, I should, this is the moment that I should be like, yeah. <laughs> you ever felt that way? You ever experienced that where you finally get on it, time off? And so I, I've, re, I've taught, researched this, and maybe you've done this too, but everything that I was doing was, like, hyper busy leading up to that time. And, and so it's like a train. Like, I got this high-speed train going, and then I just slammed on the brakes. And so in my mind, I, I stopped. I should be good. But... <laughs> The adrenaline train of my body is like, let's go, like, it's still going. And it can take days for your body to physically actually adjust. We're so addicted to the adrenaline, and it's needed, like, <laughs> of the regular life that I wasn't used to stopping. And so actually stopping brought anxiety because my body was used to really going for it. And so resting isn't always easy. And it took a couple of days, but I eventually settled in and was, uh, was all right with that. And when I've gone on future trips, I've been ready for that mentally to know that that could come. And it's still not even easy to do. And so rest is something that God's made you for and that you need. And so how do we do that? Well, I want to start with Jesus' words to us. And it's interesting because we've even been, we've been singing songs today about this hope that we have in God. And it, it sounds like if we just believe in him, everything's going to be okay. And so let's just establish what hope really is. And here is Jesus speaking to us. And this is a famous 
passage of his, and it's, this is found in Matthew 6. He recorded this. And Jesus says this, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. <laughs> okay. Good. You told me that's it. I'm not anxious anymore. Why does he tell us this? Because we are. And listen, this is fascinating because when he said these words, he was in a time where there's no refrigeration. <laughs> and so, like, we've, we're actually more anxious now than I think than, than they, the listeners would have been then. It's what's fascinating to think about. But they had a lot more, like, better, a lot better reasons to be anxious than we do. He says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. What you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, or what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? <laughs> I was, we were going over this in our, with our serving team earlier this morning. <laughs> it's like we're laughing. I was like, no, yeah, there's also, those are really important things. We actually really like those. <laughs> and if you're in these industries of food or clothing, like it's really important for you, right? But we make this out to be the most important, right? And so this is what he's showing us. He says, he says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into bars, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to a span of life? He's pointing out the obvious, and there's plenty of research, right? Worrying actually shortens your life. Easier said than done. He says, and why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field and how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was, was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the, the, the oven of the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? And so he's saying, he shows us, like, to stop and to know that God cares for us and to not be anxious. It is a step of faith, and it might actually feel anxious. But it is faith to stop. So he says it again, therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what are we going to eat, or what are we going to drink, and what are we going to wear? And like this is, he says, for the Gentiles, he says, the, the, the translation can also say for the pagans, those who don't believe in God, they, it's all they do. They seek after these things. They are consumed with this. And so at your job, like you finally accomplish the sale and you finish the project and the, the, the deal is done. And then, you know, you should be able to be like, yeah, great. Let's just relax. And, and then it's like the next day, it's like, well, guess what? There's other things coming and we got to get on it now. Because if we don't, what if we miss out on this profit? What about the stock and the and like, and you know the 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 market's good now, but wait about tomorrow. And so like you've just got to constantly go, and then the market goes down. We're like, what's well, down? So we got to work harder, and so it never ends. <laughs> we just don't know how to stop because that's all that there is. That's all they know about. He says, don't be anxious for the. For if you don't believe in God, that's all that there is. But your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. He knows. He then says, but rather seek first the kingdom of God 
and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. We can put that scripture up there, the next slide. But seek first his kingdom. And this is an amazing passage because what he's showing us is how what we think will bring us freedom doesn't. And there, is, there are things that we are chasing that we think will make us okay. And we say, God, we don't need you because, you know, we don't like what your decrees are. We don't like what you said because I've got a better way. And we think that we're free just to, to pursue all these things, but they actually enslave our hearts. We're not really free. So he's pointing us to what really makes us free. But that's not easy to do. He shows us, put, seek first his kingdom. It's the priority in place. And do you really believe God with this? And so rest and stopping all those things and all those pursuits is harder than you think. And so that's why I say we need to learn to trust him in this. And so start with a three-hour break. And so when I say three-hour break, I mean like stop work, <laughs> no technology, and rest. What is rest? So I want to define it real quick before we jump into everything else. But I would say there's two things. If you're Christ followers, two things. One is delight, learning to do something that you enjoy. What we like to do when you finally get a chance to rest is you do busy stuff. Like you got to do laundry. you got to go shopping. And I know that happens. So many people on Sundays are like, well, I'll see you later. I'm headed to ShopRite. <laughs> or now it's Whole Foods. And so, uh, uh, yeah. And so, you know, that's what we have time to do. But do you ever stop for the things that you enjoy? We're missing out on that in our, in our world today of deep play, deep rest. There's such great, like this is even like non-religious writings on the need for learning how to engage in deep work but deep play. And they're so connected together. So are there things that you delight in? I think many of us don't even know what we've forgotten. So there is a need for you to do so. And I love the word delight, that you enjoy. And then spend time with your Heavenly Father, learning to engage Him and to trust Him. I would say that is, as a Christ follower is, is what rest is about, a place where you can engage in rhythms. And you begin to practice the habit of stopping. So we learn to stop. And so when we stop, here's some things uh, that it does. One is rest recognizes that there's more than that there, there's more to life than right now. We are saying that, that there is a God. We've been made for him, and we can stop and we can rest. And we trust that we'll be okay. That's why Jesus says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you put on. Is, is life not more than food, body more than clothing? 
Jesus is always calling us, look up. Life is more than this. And whatever it is that you think, and you can, you know, he's showing us these idols of our hearts, these things that we have put as the ultimate in our life. And it could be, you know, you could fill in the blank about what your food or clothing is. It might actually be clothes or bags or workout, your body, your beauty, your job, your position, your relationship. There's a whole list. The next show that's streaming. Like when that series stopped, it's like it's hard to not just to walk away. You know, like life is is life not more than these things? Are they really bringing you happiness? Or does it make you more anxious? He says, but seek first his kingdom. So learning to seek what is ultimate. Is life not more than this? And so to stop is to recognize that we were made for more and that there is a God and he loves us. He is engaging you and I. And so we're recognizing there's more. And so what's fascinating is our culture and everything around us is centered on space. So everything we're doing is about getting more things, getting property, getting money, getting tangible things. So we are working. Everything that you and I do is engaging towards that purpose. So we're trying to acquire space, a better apartment or a neighborhood, um, money, security, savings, a bank account, things that you have, a phone, a good phone that works, or money, But all these things can keep you from what is really the best thing, and it's time. It's time. Freedom. Time is hard for us to get. And so as you think about rest, we are consumed normally or naturally by building building palaces and our income or our, our stature or whatever it is that you and I are trying to do. But what if we're building palaces in time instead? And I love that imagery of this pursuit of time with your Father. And it's this picture of what Jesus is pulling us to, is that to work towards time, we recognize that that is a gift. And it's actually a picture of heaven. A picture of heaven, building palaces. So to build in time and rest, it actually takes work. So you, you and I need to realize that to get that time off, you can't just say, okay, I'm just going to do that. You actually have to restructure your life and think about your job. Like for, for us to engage in some of these things, like to serve on a Sunday team or to go to a dinner group, some, some, some people have to go to their boss and say, listen, on this specific night each week, I'm I'm consistently want to be off so I can be at my dinner group by 8 p.m. or 7.30 p.m. And we begin to work towards this. We take the hard steps of making ask because we know that these things are important. And you actually have to work towards that. And the more complicated your life, the harder it is. And it might take trial and error. And so that's why I say you've got to think about this. So we start with three hours of time. We're learning to trust God. And some of you are going to say, this is, I can't do this. (laughs) I'm on call. My job is too demanding or whatever it might be. 
You might say, I have no choice. I don't get any choices in my life. And you might have a really demanding, ridiculous job, but you still have time. You've always got time. And what will help you realize this is when a tragic events happen. When we live our life to the max of everything, eventually something breaks and you go over the edge. And so you, you realize in those moments you suddenly find time. When you have a huge illness or somebody in your family is really sick, like you find all the places that you actually had. You see the time that you wasted. If you're ever a new parent, <laughs> you suddenly realize all the time that you had that you didn't know was even there, there's always places. You still have time. You are not a slave. <laughs> now, I, many of you have talked with you, and your job feels like that. You can set boundaries. You've got some place you can do this. And we've ultimately bought into a lie that I can't stop. And if you believe in God, what we're really saying is, I don't believe what you're saying is true. It's interesting, right? And so we view rest as the only way we can do it is to actually go out of town. And maybe that's why I think we try to find the most far out places we can. So just to find some excuse that you're, you're cut off. And so so <laughs> but what about your weekly rhythms? It's, I would argue that it's essential. So rest, rest is, is a statement that life, there's more than life right now. How can you do this? The second thing is, is that rest is a glimpse of what is to come. Like God, when, he, when Jesus was teaching us to pray, we talked about this last week, and he said, we say that phrase, you know, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's this picture of longing for this, what is to come in the eternal, what is to come, to be here now. And so when we, when, we, when we rest with our family, and in my family, we try to have places where we acknowledge that we are resting. And so I, I read about this, and we do this, and there's no magical thing or anything. We just decide as a family to do this. But on Friday nights, when the work should be done and school is over, I light a candle, usually around dinner. And we do something to thank God, or we talk about our struggles of the week or something, but we acknowledge God, and we've tried to create this place where our kids are free. The work is done, and they can just delight. And so it usually means that they can play video games, they can watch their shows, and there's these things that are unlocked, and like there's, there's this place where they can just delight and play. And it's a picture of what God wants for you. And if you read Jesus' words, he's just like, don't be anxious about tomorrow. Don't you know that your heavenly Father knows that you need these things? And he's constantly coming to you and I and saying, I know there's trouble. But because I've overcome the world, because I've defeated death in the grave, there's no trouble that can overcome because I've already done it, and you can rest in me. And another place where Jesus is speaking, this is found in John 14. Jesus says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my Father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And he's showing us the, 
We are made to be eternal. This is true. And he says, when everything is ready, I will come and get you so, so that you will always be with me where I am. And what it, he talks about, you'll be with me. That's what he's calling us to. And rest is a place where we learn to be with your heavenly Father now. And he goes, he goes and you will know the way to where I am going. And he's speaking this to his disciples who were like his closest followers, and they didn't get it. And I, I love this. And so this next phrase is, is so funny. And it says, no, we don't know, Lord. Thomas says, we have no idea where you're going. So how can we know the way? And they're so realistic. They're like, well, where are you going? Like they're just thinking, and Jesus is talking eternal. And I'm sure that's frustrating, or maybe it made him laugh. They're like, where are you going? What road are you taking? He says, we have no idea. And so he's, and he says, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. I am the way of rest. It's only him. And this is why we believe in Jesus. He is the only way to the Father. And that's the journey that you are invited into. Rest recognizes there's more than life than right now. It's a place where we say, God, you are first. We let we give time for the adrenaline to ease and pursue him. He's calling us to what is going to be in the future. You can learn to love life now, to be joyful. If you've got time, that's a gift. I feel guilty when I have time. I just want you to know that. Like that's When I get all this time, I'm like, well, like, well, I should be working. It's hard to stop for me because of how I'm wired. Some of you are like, I don't have any issue at all, and I wish I was you so bad. <laughs> to me, being okay is everything's done, but I've learned as a pastor there's never anything done. It's like being a farmer almost, and it's hard for me to stop. <laughs> and I learned recently or the last couple of years that there are people that have no issue with that. Things are undone. They're okay. And I'm like, man. I wish I was that person. It's not always easy. But we're learning to enjoy it. And if there's anybody that should enjoy time, it should be those who are Christ followers. All right, and the third thing is this. Rest, and I wish I'd phrase this different. It says here, rest brings healing. This word's a weird word to say in the Christian world because it's used like, not, it's used in all kinds of crazy ways. I would say a better phrase of this is rest brings restoration. It restores. Now, it can bring healing if you allow God to do that, but that's not always in the way that you think it would be. Rest is restoring, and God is about engaging you and leading you towards him on what brings you to life. Everything in our lives we're trying to do is to actually pursue this. We want to find, like, to be okay. We want to be joyful. We want to find rest. We want to find comfort. We're trying to find peace. And so the world is consumed with better ways to do this. And none of these things are bad in and of themselves, whether it's, like, working out. Like, I've been watching the uh, on the Disney series Limitless. Um, 
with Chris Hemsworth, and it's fascinating because he's on this pursuit to live longer. And we're just trying to find these better ways to live, and we think that's going to bring us peace. And so there's a place for all these habits, and actually it's pretty cool to learn, to see this series, because it's almost like, from my perspective, seeing how God has made us. But all this is focused on us. And that somewhere in us we'll find good. But the issue is, is that we have this whole other side of us that, that despite all of this is detrimental. In fact, in this series, he's just discovering things that is broken in himself that he can't actually fix. And it's like this pursuit that we are, like we, I, can, I can live forever but death will never come to me. That I'm not limited. And the whole title, I, just, I love it. It's, the title of the series is Limitless. But Jesus came, and this is why Jesus, we think Jesus had all these loving things to say, but he, it's hard. If you, Jesus' words are hard to us, and he came to show us that we are not good. We had a series on that last fall. That there is a problem, that you are limited. And that we need him. And that there is a sin issue. And, and, and if you live your life long enough, you will discover that there are problems that you can't get past sometimes. Things don't always work out. And so if, if we're not careful, we begin to turn God into this God that if you follow him, everything's going to be okay and everything's going to work out. And you'll get everything that you ever wanted. And that's never what Jesus said. There is pain in this world. We, there's a pain that we brought in ourselves because of our sin. And sometimes things don't go right. There's brokenness and there's hurt. And we need a God who's overcome that. So that no matter what happens, we have a God who's, who has overcome the world. And so sometimes it's not easy. And so to engage God is to allow him to speak into these issues of our hearts and to restore us. Not to condemn us, but to restore us. And so on one side of it, you need this God that you have hope in because of our brokenness and the things that are hard to get past. But you also need him to lean into that and to seek him and to have time to allow him to speak to your own heart. And I think that's why we don't want to stop, because to stop is to recognize and to allow that to show up. And that's not easy. And so that's why you need a loving Father. So to let your perfect Heavenly Father come and to take your hand and to lead you. To know that you are forgiven and then invite him into these dark places that we want to bury through comfort, that we want to bury through habits, we want to bury through distraction. That's not easy to do. And I think that's why it's hard, the hardest, that's why it's the hardest thing is to stop is because of these things. And that's why we want to go back to Jesus' word where he says, 
I am, I am not of anxious, I don't bring anxiety, but I am here to bring you peace. Listen to these words, and this is, this is the end. Matthew 11. Jesus says this, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, I don't know what your view of God is, but we think of him as being a wrathful, strike lightning type of God. But he's constantly coming and saying, I am full of grace and full of mercy. And that's why Jesus came to die for us, to take the punishment away. And then Jesus reveals his heart to us. This next phrase, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. He's showing us who he is. And his first response is, it says in Scripture that he is slow to anger. You and I, we are quick to anger. So he's patient with us. He says, come to me and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He doesn't come to take all the problems away. But he's come to be with you. And so to experience that is to engage him. This is what rest is about, to learn to delight in him. And when he becomes the greatest thing that you pursue, there's other things that don't have to define you anymore. The struggle that you have doesn't have to be the biggest thing. He is. And that gives us strength to engage the hard things. We need his strength. We need him to be the greater thing that gives us the strength for the other things. When things don't work out, we know that we still have hope in him no matter what. And that gives us strength to go through that. That is a real God who comes into our real world. And so we need to learn to stop and engage him. So can you do that? Three hours is where you start. Let's begin that good work and that rhythm this year. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for these words, and I hope that this isn't too much to take in, but I pray, Father, that we would learn that you are this God who wants to engage our hearts, that we don't have to be afraid. I pray that we would learn the beauty of stopping, and that we would constantly come back to that. May we learn to trust you in this. We thank you and ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.